Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Glad you joined us for our radio broadcast today. It is coming up, the big holiday, one week from today, and it's Christmas. So we're already thinking about next year, thinking about 2021 in my world, and I'm sure in yours too. So many things have happened this year that have really changed the way that we look at our whole lives that I think it's important for us to know really what kind of potential each one of us has who has a connection one way or the other in the world of real estate. I'm talking about investment property. You know, when you buy a home, you rent it out for somebody to generate some income, pay your mortgage on that property, maybe make a little profit. And then if you see some appreciation, some value changes, well, all good for you because you have taken a risk in being an investment property owner. However, now during the COVID era, and there's so many people out of work, and there is so much stress amongst people that own investment property because many people that they're renting to, well, they're not paying the rent. The governor of Nevada has, for this time and for the present time, put a moratorium on having to pay your rent in fear of getting evicted. It's not going to happen. Uh, under his guidelines, you have a safe zone at least for the next 90 days or so if you decide that you don't want to pay your rent because you, in your mind, think that you can't. People that own investment property, you bet, they have a lot of challenges right now because they went into the whole investment real estate deal thinking they're going to get on the road to a good future as an investor, maybe a retirement plan. Then suddenly, Things change dramatically. So is it going to be forever? What are we going to do in 2021? If you're a real estate investor or you want to be an investor, hang on. We're going to talk about that and more after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hi, this is Sherry Hill from Sage International wishing you all a peaceful and blessed holiday season. You're tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today enjoying my life in northern Nevada, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. It was about 10 years ago that I was in the lending business as a mortgage lender. I had to meet so many people in that world because it's a numbers game. But the good thing about the mortgage world for me was that I got to meet some really great mortgage lenders and learned a lot about the mortgage world and how it works. It's given me a lot of great background for continuing my broadcasts every week on this radio program. And it's many of those things that we've learned, they don't change. The main thing that I learned from one of the top lenders that I met, it was how to purchase investment real estate. You see, most people in the country, they're limited in their wealth and in their wealth building because there's only so much time in the day, right? Eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, you know, you gotta have some time off. People get hung up not by their opportunity, but because of the fact that they haven't allocated time. Now, you can leverage your time that can create more income if you can do that. And you can save more income and you can build more wealth if you can do those two things. Leverage your time to create more income. And that's the reason why investing in real estate 
in reality, has created more millionaires in America than any other form of investing and really is still a viable plan for you. Now, 70% of America's wealth is in real estate. Now, that's a reality, either because people own homes or they, invoke in, they own investment real estate. Most people don't invest in real estate because they don't have money or they lack education. It's basically because it's both. They think they don't have the money and they think they don't have the education. Uh, you make money in real estate when you buy it. That's really when you make your deal. And in order to be a good buyer, you have to know how to buy real estate. It's, you don't make a lot of money in theory when you sell the property. You make your money when you buy it. Now, that sounds kind of crazy, but the fact is it just says this. Buy smart. You have to buy at the right price. You have to buy the right property. Uh, in, in many ways, location, location, location still holds when it comes to buying investment real estate. If not, maybe even more so than when you're buying your residential property. Real estate investing is not about taking big risks. It's about following proven models that work. You see, real estate in reality is attainable for every American in one way, shape, or form. It really is. It's appreciable. It's leverageable. It's rentable. You can improve real estate. You can take deductions from real estate. You can depreciate it. I mean, it's deferrable. It's stable. You can live in it. It's livable. Anyone can do it. But most people, well, let's say a lot of people, they won't do it. They're going to be renters the rest of their lives. They're going to be paycheck-to-paycheck -paycheck employees because it seems to be easier to do that than to become a real estate investor. So there's really a lot of myths and understanding between most people and what real financial worth is all about. So let's talk about some myths versus truths. Okay, A lot of people think that they don't need to be an investor. They think that their job will take care of their financial wealth all throughout their lives. But the truth is you do need to be an investor. Your job is not your financial worth. It's just part of what you do throughout your life. You need to be an investor. That's something I think all Americans really have to be. My mother used to put change in a coffee can. I'd see her do it, and every now and then I'd see her pulling money out of it. You know, she was using that coffee can like a bank. And so she had to manage and take care of her own financial wealth. Yeah, I don't know how many dollars in change was in that coffee can, but that was financial wealth. It's all of our job to maintain a look at our own finances every day. Look, there's a lot of people that get into trouble with their finances and it's because they don't keep an eye on their finances like so many things in the world if you don't take care of the good things in the world if you don't care take care of the things that you really care about you'll lose them and the same is true with your money and with your financial worth you've got to look at it every day every single day you should know how much money you have in each one of your accounts in your wallet in your pocket in your bag wherever you carry your money you need to know where your where your value where your wealth is your financial wealth i'm not saying that that's everything to life what i'm saying is that you don't need one more burden you don't need another heavy layer of stress in your life on top of everything else that's going on you need to have your finances in reasonable order so that that's not one additional thing that is drawing you down every day obstacles they're in front of us all the time. Why create more? Or why not avoid more when you manage your financial wealth? That's exactly what you're doing. A lot of people think that it doesn't matter if you want or need something. It, it just They just tell themselves that they can't do it. The, the truth is, is that you can't tell yourself that you can't do something until you try it. So if you think that you cannot be a real estate investor, you're probably wrong. You need to think again. A lot of people think that investing is complicated, but it really is only as complicated as you make it. The best investments, some people think, require a ton of knowledge that most people don't have. 
But the truth is your very best investments will always be those investments in areas that you already know and understand. Another myth people have is that investing is really risky and there's a really good chance that you're going to lose your money. But investing by true definition is not really risky. You see, successful investors, they're able to analyze and study and maintain a pulse of the market, be it real estate market, stock market, gold market, commodities markets, cow market. If you know that area of the investment world, you can actually see when things look like they're good opportunities. And other times when you see you want to stay out of that investment. Some people call that timing the market. I hate to use that term because that's what you hear a lot about in the stock market world. But, you know, we do have to understand about timing the market. Is it right for you? It's not so much timing the market, it's timing your life. A myth that some people have is that all good investments, well, they're already taken up by other people. But the truth is every market has a great share of outstanding investments. The thing is, what do you know about? Take me, for instance. I know about two things pretty well. I know about real estate, and I know about honeybees, <laughs> right? So if I'm going to talk about anything to do with honeybees, I feel pretty good about it. If I see that there's an investment in the honeybee world, I feel pretty good about analyzing it because I'm a beekeeper, and I know a lot of beekeepers. So those are the things that I know about. There's a good chance you know about some things too. You may know a little bit about real estate, maybe a lot about real estate, but you might have your eye on something else as well. Then maybe they would be a nice tie-in together. That's where you find investments that make sense to you, that are in reality simple because you understand them. If you understand the market, you should look for investment opportunities. And when you're looking to purchase real estate, investment real estate, the key is to look for great value. We're going to talk about how to find great value in real estate and also how to get the money to buy real estate. Some ideas and more after this quick message. Sage International Incorporated, we believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. right here on 1180 a.m. radio. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you want some great ideas on where to buy a home in northern Nevada. I recommend you visit with my buddy Dan Ryder. Dan is the broker and owner of Nevada Home Connections. You can visit his website to get more information, relocatingtoreno.com. And tell him Peter sent you, Dan Ryder's broker, owner, ID number at Nevada Home Connections is 829-139. Earlier on the show, we were talking about how to invest how to purchase investment real estate. And some people think that they don't, just don't have the capacity to do that uh, because they may they don't have the money, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the experience. Well, I mentioned Dan Ryder's name. One of the things that I recommend that you do if you're interested in buying investment property and you don't have a lot of knowledge about it, 
Well, I recommend that you talk to a professional real estate agent, a person that knows the real estate market inside and out. Ask and make sure that that person has at least five years of experience. 10 or 20 is better. You cannot have too much time in the box if you're going to be working for me, ladies and gentlemen. I want somebody with experience. I want somebody that really knows what they're doing. You know, I'm, I don't have enough time in my life left to fix mistakes. I got to make sure that whatever deal I do works because I've had some bad investment deals in my history and they linger. Oh, they last for so long. You know, uh, you can forget that great deal pretty fast, but the ones that hurt, the ones that bite, those are the ones you want to stay away from. And typically, like when I made my mistakes, it's because I didn't ask for expert advice. And second of all, don't believe the first expert that you talk to. Talk to other experts with the same kind of background and knowledge. You'll be amazed sometimes at how different the advice and guidance can be. You have to make your own decision, ultimately, of course. But make sure that you make the decision on who you work with to purchase investment real estate after you've had a chance to talk to different people and get a good idea of what you really need to be looking for. You need to have somebody that understands your situation and understands your goals and timeline. Once you have somebody that understands that well enough and they're willing to work with you and, and they feel like you've, you've got the right kind of focus to move forward, there's a good chance they're going to help you accomplish your goal. You see, the big thing about investment properties, you, you have to think about money more often than not. Money is the machine that drives your real estate investment business. And in today's world of social consciousness about everything under the sun, Sometimes people get their eye off the ball. We cannot help people that are in distress. If we ourselves are suffering and in distress, a way of being in distress is having no financial security, no opportunity to grow and prosper yourselves. How can you help anyone unless you help yourselves first? An old mentor of mine told me once, if you want to help somebody, first, you have to be somebody. Be somebody with capacity. Be somebody with horsepower. Be somebody with resources. A full head of steam. Energy. You have to take care of yourself first. Look, when you travel on an airplane, they give you the guidance on putting on the oxygen mask. What do they say? If you're traveling with a child, put yours on first and then put your child's mask on. I'm sure there's two good reasons for that, at least. You want to make sure that you're competent and you're breathing properly when you're doing things for your child, so put that mask on right away. Second of all, you're teaching your child from your actions. The best instruction comes from evidence, from experience. You know, if you want to guide somebody, you have to lead by example. So there's nothing wrong, and it's encouraged to be financially successful. Let me tell you about the money matrix. You know, financial wealth is built on two things, capital and cash flow. And by cash flow, I'm talking about like if you have a retail store, the cash that people spend each day comes into your store, you deposit in the bank, it comes in the next day. You know, that's your cash flow. It comes in and out, in and out. Same thing is true with your investment property. If you're a landlord, you have a duplex. There's two units in there. Each one pays $1,000 a month, and every month you should be getting $2,000 a month cash flow, right? They pay their investment, their rent, rather, on time to you. And then when you get that $2,000, that's your cash coming in every month. It's your cash flow. You can use that to do whatever you need to do. Maybe pay the mortgage on that property. Maybe pay for some repairs. Just put it in the bank if you own the property free and clear, but it's your cash flow. It's what's making your business work. Capital is what you start with. It's your money at the beginning. It's what you have so that you can get started. Let's say that in a certain strategy, you needed to have a minimum of $100,000 to get started. In another situation, you might only need ten or fifteen or maybe $20,000. It really depends on the type of real estate that you're looking to buy and if you're buying it by yourself. You know, you can always go in with another person, go in as co-borrowers, and now suddenly your expenses are 50%. Now, granted, your cash flow is going to be 50%, but your risk, you don't have the whole risk anymore. You're buying investment real estate with a partner, a spouse, a friend, 
whatever, that somebody is saying, I am willing to get on that mortgage with this person, and the two of us together can handle the payments and the responsibility of making these payments. And obviously, you would both get qualified or prepared for that loan, and you'd both be on the loan, you'd both be on title, you'd both be responsible, but you'd both be benefiting from owning investment real estate. That's a good way to get started. You want to make sure that you really know who your partner is if you're working with a partner. In my situation, I try to avoid family members as partners because that there's too much emotion in there, right? And you're more likely to be forgiving to a family member than you would to a partner or to a tenant. So I recommend you try to do it on your own. But once you talk to your mortgage lender and your real estate agent, you're going to know why you need to move in the directions they advise and what the benefit is for you. The motivation for purchasing investment in real estate should always be to leverage your wealth, to build passive income during retirement. Passive income is income that is received with little or no involvement, let's say. The basic strategy with investment property is that you can pay off the property over the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years and then basically just collect rents once it is fully paid off when you retire. So if you've got that far to your retirement, you can buy investment property now. For these 20 years, or however long that mortgage is that you might have on that property, you will be getting that monthly rent that will be paying the mortgage and hopefully a little bit extra. And of course, you've got that investment possible appreciation and value. So once that mortgage is paid off, like we said, and then the rents continue to come in, that's almost pure profit other than maintenance. Now, property that has typically appreciated by about 4% each year from one year to the other. And at that rate, the increases of a property of, let's say, $100,000, the property would increase $4,000 a year. $200,000 property, $8,000 a year, $300,000, you can do the math, $12,000 in one year. That's not bad when you think about it. That's in the value of that property. And that value of that property will give you the kind of horsepower you need to do other transactions down the road, providing that that appreciation keeps going up. There's no guarantee of that. Keep in mind, no guarantee of growth in appreciation. But if you look back since the inception of time, real estate continues to roll, continues to go up. You basically just have to buy it at the right time in your life and with the right process. Leveraging your money is really one of the key components to being successful as a real estate investor. So generally, a person can purchase an investment property with, say, $20,000 down. So if somebody has $40,000 on hand, either in cash or can get a hold of it, you can basically purchase investment property valued at $200,000. When purchasing real estate, somebody is really purchasing a, an asset that is income producing. If you buy this $200,000 house and it rents out for $1,200 a month, it's potentially producing income of $14,400 a year, providing, of course, you don't have any expenses on that. We, we know that there are always expenses in, in maintaining a home throughout a year. But still, $1,200 a month, that adds up. So the key is that in order to get that purchase engaged, you really have to have a down payment. And the down payment is critical. How do you get that down payment? Well, typically, you're going to have to have that as money of your own. The bank is going to ask details about where that money is coming from before they will approve a loan. Technically, even if you have $40,000 in theory in cash in your pocket, the bank would not, not want to give you a loan because that money is not seasoned. It hasn't been sourced. There's a lot of fraud that can happen when people make big purchases with cash. So the lending institutions are all extremely cautious of anybody using pure cash that cannot be sourced. Essentially, you have to tell people where that cash came from. If you have the ability to already have that cash in your bank account, and it's been there for a while, and you can just show a bank statement that you have X number of dollars. In this case, let's say you had $45,000, and your lender's going to know that you have had that bank money in there. It's seasoned. 
and you may well be on your way to getting approved to purchase a home subject to the rest of the application. Credit report, the lenders still run the credit report just like if you're buying your primary residence and they're going to really take a good look to make sure that there aren't any other rental properties, other investment properties that you have because what they're looking for is they want to make sure that everything is in good shape on those properties, those investment properties that you own. Are you current with those mortgages? If you have properties that are rented out, uh, structural properties, got to have insurance policies on those other investment properties or rental properties or even your primary residence. Lenders want to make sure that you've got all of your ducks in an order on the other properties too because a major misstep on a one investment property could jeopardize your situation on your other investment properties. Banks want to make sure that you are in good shape before they will lend you the money. But the key is buying investment property is a really a great way to grow and leverage your personal wealth. If you want to find out more about purchasing investment real estate, I suggest you talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry works with many, many investors across the country and they buy real estate. They buy businesses. They buy multifamily units. They buy single family residents. They buy other holdings. All of them, including a large amount of real estate. So she can help you get started, point you in the right direction. Give her a call in Northern Nevada, 775-786-5515. Ask for Sherry Hill at Sage International. We have more for you later on our radio show. We'll be back after this quick message. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. This is our 15th year of broadcasting weekly Nevada Real Estate Radio here in Northern Nevada. Many people listen to us across the country, of course, because we stream our radio show on American Matters Media, and then we post the podcast, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. You'll see all the shows that we've done previously. If you want to hear the entire show, maybe you just caught part of another show or you got to tune away from this show, that's what we do. We get them posted up there when we're done. So you have a chance to listen again, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Earlier on one of our other shows, I talked about how to get out of debt by manipulating manipulating some of our habits and how we buy, how we sell, how we pay our bills, the importance we put on certain expenses. And that's just part of being successful in the world of real estate. We have to get control of our lives, our financial lives. And Sometimes it's really tough to do that, you know, because sometimes uh, you talk to people about saving money and they tell me, Peter, I don't have any money to save. Well, you know, the fact is I can understand that. But most people, most people who say that have expenditures, I can almost guarantee you, that they could sacrifice for a little while, do without, change some habits. And before long, they might have a little nest egg that they can do something with. I have a feeling that most of us have things like that. We just don't really think it's going to have that much impact on our lives. And maybe as one element of trying to become more financially independent, it seems like a small thing. But when I talk about making little changes in your lives, you'll be amazed how sometimes making one little change in your life has a big impact on other things in your life. And the reason is simple. It's because you prioritize the way that you're thinking. If you want to think like a more successful business person, a more successful saver, a more successful home buyer, home seller, all you have to really do is start thinking like that. 
because you're going to become what you think about. Many books have been written about that theory. It's actually, I think, a postulate. It happens. Think about what you want to happen in your day, and that's probably what's going to happen in your day. So when you think about saving a few dollars here and there or cutting some expenses, it may not have a big impact on your overall outlook of your financial picture, but you'll be amazed what it does to the rest of your picture. It's like a spice. If you like to cook the way I do, sometimes adding just a touch of oregano or maybe just a touch of cilantro or a touch of this, touch of that, right? And suddenly you have a whole new outlook on this incredible dish you're cooking. Your financial future is the same way. So one of the things that we talked about in saving money and paying off debt is really to focus on your expenses and your debts so that you can meet them. But here's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about making a little bit of an investment in yourself. It's called the Peter's Pay It Forward program because you pay it forward the way I do. I paid it forward to Peter, to me. You know, I thought about how I can best help people, and that is for me to be financially secure and unafraid of my future because I owe so much money to so many people, entities, whatever. No, no more. You can have control of your life when you don't have so many obligations, so many people pulling at you. So, give you an example. We'll start with your rent. I remember my landlord, when I was a young man, could see that I was struggling sometimes to pay my rent because I was maybe a day late, two days, three days, and I had a very understanding landlord. And my landlord and I got to talking about my challenges getting the rent on time, and I kept telling him I'm going to do the very best. He said to me, Peter, I'll, I'll give you a, tell you what I'll do. He says, you can pay me half of the rent at the first of the month and then the other half at the 15th of the month. Would that help you out? And I thought about it. I said, well, absolutely. You know what I had gained there? I had gained the amount of money that half a month's rent equaled because now I did not have to pay it to anybody on the 1st. I had that money in my pocket until the 15th. So I instantly, I mean, I instantly improved my financial outlet. I was able to pay some bills that I could not have paid if I would have had to pay the full dollar amount of the rent on the first of the month, but my delightful landlord said to me, you can only pay me half, that's fine, pay me the other half on the 15th, and you know what, I did that. And I started paying my rent twice a month, on the first and the 15th, and my landlord was happy, and I was happy, and you know what, my life improved dramatically, dramatically. I did not even have to earn more money, spend less, make more money. It was my life improved immediately. Imagine if you could do something like that. That'd be one option, a great option to consider. But here's the other thing that I would consider as well, because it's very unlikely you're going to get somebody to do that for you. I started doing the Peter's Pay It Forward program, and suddenly I started to feel some of the same benefits, many of the same benefits, many years later that I felt back then when I had that trusting and understanding landlord. So here's what I did. I was in my new world, in my new life, and my rent was due, just like always on the first of the month. And I struggled to make that payment on the first of the month because I was a commission worker and I got my biggest check late in the month. So I was always at a challenge, right? I had the money one part of the month and my bills were low and then I had this bigger payment due, the rent, at another part of the month, but that's when my check was really low. And so it was always a struggle trying to stay ahead and keep up. And then I decided I would see if I could do something similar. I went to my landlord and I asked my landlord, I want to know if I can pay you twice a month instead of once a month for my rent payment. And my landlord looked at me and, well, she kind of frowned. She was expecting her full rent that day. And she said, well, no, I got to have the whole rent. And I said, okay, um, so here is the thing. I'm going to go ahead and give you your whole rent payment for the month here in uh, 1st of October. I handed her the full rent payment in October. And I said to her, may I give you an advance 
on next month's rent for November so that when that comes around, I already would have paid you a little extra already in advance. Is that okay? She was, again, a little bit puzzled. She says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, no, what I'd like to start doing is like on the 15th of this month, the 15th of October, I know my rent's not due until November 1st, but what I'd like to do is send you $100. And then when my rent's due in November, like normal on the November 1st, instead of giving you the full $1,000, I'll give you the rest of it then. I'll give you $900. Is that okay? I'll give you that $100 in advance. And she said, wow, well, I, I guess, she said, that'd be all right. And away we went, right? So that's exactly what I did. I found a way, I scraped up $100 to give her in advance on the 15th of the month before my rent was due the next month. How'd the rest end up? Let me tell you, on this radio show, our Nevada Real Estate Radio, I've learned from so many of my guests and listeners that have called to talk to me as well. And I gotta tell you, this is a trick that I learned just from dealing with people. Because the next month, in November, I gave her the $900 on the first of the month. And on the 15th, I didn't give her $100. I gave her $150. She had no problem, no complaint. When she received the check, she cashed it as normal. And away we went. My next payment for the month, of course, was not $1,000 or even $900. It was now down to $850. The following month, on the 15th of the month, I gave her $200. And then on the first of the month that followed, my balance was $800. This continued, ladies and gentlemen, until I was to the point where on the 15th of the month, I was giving my landlady half of the rent, $500. And on the first of the month, on the following month, I was giving her the rest, the other $500. So you see what I had done. I had reduced my per paycheck amounts that I needed to pay. I had made a great friend with my landlady because she was getting half of her rent in advance every month. And I was only being impacted by $500 per pay period instead of $1,000. And the other thing is this. Miraculously, I started to find more money in my checking account. I mean, the fact that I was so focused on making this happen made me avoid little petty expenses that in the big picture may not seem like a lot, but have a huge impact in the way that you live your life. When you think about being efficient, you're thinking about being not only financially efficient, but think about ecologically efficient. The less stuff we buy from China, the less pollution we're going to support. The more junk we buy in small plastic packages that we have to throw into the landfill, the more we will pollute. The more we focus on doing things that improve our lives and our lifestyles simultaneously, the less negative impact we have on the world. So many of us struggle because we put ourselves in so much stress. And a lot of the stress comes because we have obligations, financial obligations. And when we can barely make it to the finish line every time, and when the finish line is always so distant, it puts a lot of stress on you, your family, your loved ones. You can't think very well. I know I had that problem. I don't struggle like that anymore. I really feel like I have good control on my finances because I, I do what you have to do to be successful in anything. You've got to stay ahead of the game. You've got to stay ahead of all the negative forces out there. Having a good eye on your finances, Peter's Pay It Forward program worked for me. And if you want more details on how it worked, call me anytime after the show, and we'll give you some great advice from our full team here at Sage International, 775-786-5515. Or visit our website, sageintl.com. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. 
Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. I'm glad you're tuned in to our radio show today, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Many people that I talk to tell me that they really don't think they're in a position where they can buy real estate because they either don't have enough income for down payment, maybe they have bad credit, maybe their income is so low they can barely afford to pay their bills, and so forth and so forth, right? We hear all those stories when we ask people why they're renting instead of buying a home. I think it really all comes down to one major thing, and that's this, debt. How much debt is in your life? Because like a bad influence in your life, debt too can influence your life in bad ways. It can make you think about things differently because you have learned to have debt to tolerate debt in your life, and now this is the kind of person that you are, a person that allows themselves to be indebted always to others can not have as much control over their life as a person that doesn't have debt hanging over them. So on this segment today, we're going to be talking about how to be debt-free in as little as one year depending on your individual circumstance. And I'm going to tell you this for two very good reasons. One, I've used this system and it has worked for me. Two, I learned this system a number of years ago when I got into the mortgage world and my mortgage mentor, God rest his soul, Ben Barker, my mentor passed away in 2014. And I miss him today. Ben Barker was one of the smartest mortgage lenders I've ever met. Not only because he was a great mortgage lender, that's what he did for a living. Ben Barker was a great instructor and he was a great motivator and leader. He was like a Klingon, if you know what I'm talking about with Star Trek. He was one of those people that he got in your face and he told you exactly what he thought. I loved Ben Barker. Let me tell you what I learned from him about being debt free so the main thing is this, debt is really killing Americans' ability to purchase a home. The average American has saved very little of their income. Uh, the most recent stats are anywhere from 0.05 to 1% of their income. And, you know, we actually see that most people, you know, are spending their way into trouble. The bottom line is that you cannot build your own value, your own wealth, if you owe other people money. Ben Barker used to put together a great class on being debt-free in a year, and my notes from him are what I live by. Let's look at the key stats. The average American has over $15,000 in unsecured debt. $15,000 of unsecured debt, that's not very high by today's standards, but that is a lot of money regardless. Our grandparents didn't even have credit cards, and they did pretty good without them. I remember my mom sending me to the store to get some groceries, and my mom would tell me to sign for it and I would just sign for it. And she knew the store owner. The store owner know me, knew me, my family, her. He knew that my dad got paid about once a month and that my mom would come in and pay the debt. And she did that. You see, she was using debt, that kind of debt, that kind of credit in a good way. She was maintaining cash flow at home so that when my dad got paid, that's when she paid the bills and then she could live without having to spend any more money until the next time she'd pay the bills. But there's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt is any debt that you use to buy non 
assets. Okay, when you look at them, if you go into debt to buy a toy, that's bad debt. If you go into a into debt to have some fun, take a vacation, go to an amusement park, that's bad debt. You know, it's hard to get rich when you're constantly pulling money out of your pocket and spending it like, you know, fact is, when you're spending, 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 you don't think about paying any money to yourself. I mean, who is the most important life that you think about in your world? It should be your own. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people, whether we are talking from a physical standpoint or a financial standpoint, you have got to get yourself out of debt. Psychologically, it makes you feel better. And being out of debt, how much stress do you think that would take out of your life? You know, some families actually go as far as divorce because of debt. Either they both got into it, one got in it, they're fighting about it, whatever the reason, but debt is a uh, saber. It's trouble in a relationship. You know, when you have a lot of debt and you interact with different people, you'll be surprised. So you can set an example for your kids, your friends, your family members by being one of those persons that's a leader in society. Working yourself out of debt, staying out of debt. You know, when you're out of debt, you actually even feel better. I know that because with less stress, you're happier, you smile better, you use better muscles, you maybe exercise, go for walks, have fun. It's hard to do that when you're constantly thinking about how you're going to pay your debts and what this next debt that you're going to take on. Your life will be so much simpler without a whole bunch of debt. But how do you get out of debt? I'm going to tell you. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, and I learned how to get out of debt, how to be debt-free in a year, from my mentor, Ben Barker. And here's how you do it. In your first step, what you do is you, you have to add up all of your debts. Put them on a piece of paper. Put them on a spreadsheet. Put them on one line. List up your debts. First of all, your credit cards. If you have two, three, four, five, it doesn't matter. Put each one in there separately so you can add the total for each credit card. Then if you've got payments, personal loans, student loans, car payments. Who doesn't have a car payment, it seems like, right? Put that in there because that's one of your debts. You're paying that every month. Anything that you're paying on a regular basis that you have to pay, that you have to pay. That's the important thing that you have to pay. I'm not talking about tickets to the movies. I'm not talking about trips to Tahoe. I'm not talking about football tickets to next year's whatever game, whatever sport, whatever thing. I'm talking about things that you absolutely, these are the necessities. Put them down there in your monthly payments. Now, when you look at all your debts and you see all those credit cards, here's the first thing you got to do. It's the hardest part of this whole process. You cut up all your cards except for one of them. Do not close those accounts because those accounts are going to work in your favor. They're going to work in your favor. You're not going to close those accounts. You're going to tear up the cards so you don't add any more debt to those balances. The next thing you're going to do is if you own your home, you're going to get a second mortgage or a new first mortgage to consolidate all of that debt that you have up there. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? I mean, why do I want to refine my house just because I got some credit card debt? Listen, if it's a major debt that you can't handle, you need to know every single option you have. And I think this is a great option for the right people. A first mortgage or a second mortgage is going to do this. First of all, remember, you're only going to do it once. The idea is you only do this once in your life. This is a part of getting out of a big hole. You need a certain kind of shovel, and this is a great shovel. The second mortgage or a new first mortgage. It makes sense because you can bring down your average interest rate down from whatever you're paying right now, which I guarantee you is somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 26% on that credit card, you can bring it down to today's new low interest mortgage rates. I mean, we're talking about two point something, three point something, maybe 4%. That's a huge, huge difference in the amount of money you'll have to pay monthly to get that credit card paid off. Your effective interest rate on your mortgage really goes from whatever the note is, it goes down even that lower than that. And you know why? Because home loan interest is tax deductible from your ordinary earned income. At least that's the case in my personal tax world. Everybody's is different, and I encourage you to talk to your own tax professional. Remember, I am not a tax professional or a CPA. Please talk to them about your tax implications before you apply or sign documents on a mortgage. Now, if you can't do 
a refi. You don't own a home. You can't get a first mortgage. What do you do? You can consolidate all your debts into one or two credit cards. And, and then see if you can negotiate a lower rate on either one of these cards. And I guarantee you, your chances are pretty good that you can. Sometimes you just have to ask for things in this world, you know? Like ask to reduce your debt. This is a great way. It's a great way to help you reduce your debt. Remind those people when you're talking to them, asking about reducing your interest on your credit cards. You're trying to reduce your debt. You're trying to get out of debt, and we need their help to do that. Ask your credit company. Ask them if you'll make a deal. Ask them, what can I do? What can we do to lower my interest rate? After you go through that process, whether you can or you can't, the idea is to make sure you're making the minimum payments on all the credit cards except for one of them, just the minimum payment. Then take any leftover money and use it to pay off one credit card at a time. As you pay off each credit card, you'll have little celebrations, little chances to have fun. And this will encourage you to keep going. I remember when I paid off that first credit card, I thought, wow, if I can do that, I can pay off the other two. It's an amazing process. And then you go with the next system, which is when you buy things, make sure you're paying the least amount that you need to. And make sure you know what you're buying. In fact, go with an all-cash system. I know everybody uses credit cards, but here's what I'm saying. In your mind, this is cash. And if you can do it, go to cash. I use a lot of cash. I love cash. It's fun. It's different. But write down what you spend for groceries, clothes, eating out, fun money, and say, what's your budget? Make sure the amounts are reasonable and that that's where you're going to stay on every single month. And if you've got car payments, remember this, they can be a killer. The idea is you've got to find a way to get your payments down, and car payments is one of the biggest payments most people have. If you have car payments now, see if you can not have one. Sell your car, then pay a cash amount for a you know, less expensive car. If you already have negative equity in your car, pay it off. And when you pay it off and you're going to buy another one, don't go getting in debt again. Pay cash for your used car, something you can afford, and let somebody else take that huge depreciation. That alone is going to help you get out of debt maybe in as soon as one year. If you want to learn more, I encourage you to call me at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I can point you in some great directions. Have questions for our professional staff at Sage International. Call me at 775-786-5515 and tell me that you want to be debt-free in one year. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.